It was Barcelona just stole my heart. It was like, oh my God, I could live in this place. I really, really enjoy it a lot. But, you know, of course it was like, maybe we need to look at this again. Maybe、mm-hmm. we need to revisit moving to Europe, living in Europe,、mm-hmm. you know. And of, of course, you know, you rush back home to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,、uh, but we always, she even started taking Spanish because we were going to move to Barcelona. Um, no plan on how we were going to do it. No, no idea on how we were going to do it. But, and it's kind of like、That's、one、so、of those、funny. things that you keep in the back of your mind so that you have something to hope for.、Mm-hmm. But do you really deep, deep down inside believe that it can come true? Right. And I, I can honestly say, I don't think I ever really believed that we could do it.、Mm-hmm. But. Keep hope alive, right? Welcome back to another episode of Elevated Perspectives. We are on episode seven, and today we are here in Lisbon, Portugal. And I'm sitting down with two friends who I made recently here、uh, since being in Europe. We have Alice and Rick from Our Black Utopia. They are on YouTube, Instagram,、um, I don't know what else. Facebook. 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 And、um, yeah, so they've, they've been here in, in Portugal for a couple of years. I'll let them introduce themselves、um, so they can tell you a little bit about what our Black Utopia is and what you can find on their YouTube channel. So, my name's Halisi. And I'm Rick. And we are our Black Utopia. And、um, our channel is about money, travel, and retiring abroad. Um, we started this channel because when we started this journey, we did not see folks our age who look like us、mm-hmm. on YouTube telling folks how to do the thing if they started getting their money straight a little later in life. Right. Got it. Right. Got it. So, your platform essentially, you were missing out on the representation when you were deciding to move abroad. Exactly. Right. right.、Um, where, where are you all from originally? Let's hear、um, for the people listening back home. I was born in Ohio, raised in California, so just outside of Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. But we moved from Denver, Colorado. So I'm also from, born and raised in LA. Got it.、Uh, and, but we met through a mutual Southern California friend in Denver. In, in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, interesting. So,、um, coming from Denver, from the West Coast primarily,、uh, was retiring and moving abroad always on your agenda?、Um, we'll get into kind of your story of why you decided on Lisbon, but was travel a big part of your lives together and living abroad, or was that just something that came up、uh, a couple years ago? It came up, but it came up more than a couple years ago. I, I'd say、uh, one of the The first trip we took abroad was to South Africa.、Wow. And she was, I, I say thesis, but it wasn't really a thesis on it. Kind, kind of. Kind of. For,、uh, for her degree, for her MBA. And she taught、uh, in, at Stellenbosch University in South Africa. And our youngest son and me, we went along for the ride. You know, like, well, hey, we want to go to the motherland. <laughs> so,、uh, And I took it upon myself to do all the filming and, and,、uh, at the different,、uh, different schools and stuff like that.、So. Yeah, I, I, I took the cheat way out. Instead of writing a paper,、mm-hmm. uh, my professor allowed me to do a mini documentary. 
Wow, that's really cool. So, yeah, I got to teach entrepreneurship to high schoolers. So what were you, um, what was your subject matter in that, in that field? Um, so MBA with an emphasis on entrepreneurship. And so the okay. program, you know, you had to take an international trip to get your MBA. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't interested in any of them. I'm like, oh, gosh, because you have to spend your own money to do this. I mean, yeah. you can use a student loan, but, yeah. you know, um, it's still your own money, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when South Africa came up, I'm like, and teaching kids, yeah. and that was in direct line for the um, capstone project that I was doing, which was an entre- entrepreneurship program that I actually did for six years in the States. Interesting. Okay. And South Africa, I'm sure you enjoyed yourself and was, was an eye-opening trip. Before that, have y'all traveled much internationally, like as a family, as a couple? I mean, does the Bahamas count? The Caribbean? <laughs> Mexico. You know, does that really count as a North American? Mexico, hey, Mexico yeah. No, it depends. I mean, if you leave but, the resort, it counts. But if you leave yeah, the resort, it counts. You're going to resort. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And plus, I, you know, I was, I was born and raised in L.A., but I grew up partly in San Diego. Mm. Okay. It's a border town, yeah, right? So you're right there. So Mexico was was our backyard. Mm. And yeah, it counts, but does it really? <laughs> so, okay. And um, what, what made y'all decide on Portugal? I mean, this was kind of coming out of the pandemic. When I talked to you on live, you had mentioned that you wanted to, to move abroad and, you know, we're tired of things in America. So what led up to the actual, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to check out Portugal, Lisbon, specifically and um make a move just permanent well the first the first place because we had we had paid a visit to europe we uh went to barcelona madrid and we also did italy italy she always gets on me how i say italy because i say italy uh greece and we we did a cruise also okay so it was barcelona just stole my heart it was like, oh my God, I could live in this place. I really, really enjoy it a lot. But, you know, of course, it was like, maybe we need to look at this again. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to revisit moving to Europe, living in Europe, mm-hmm. you know. And of, of course, you know, you rush back home to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but we always, she even started taking Spanish because we were going to move to Barcelona. Um, no plan on how we were going to do it. No idea on we how we were going to do it. But, and it's kind of like That's one so of those funny. things that you keep in the back of your mind so that you have something to hope for. Mm-hmm. But do you really deep, deep down inside believe that it can come true? Right. And I, I can honestly say, I don't think I ever really believed that we could do it. Mm-hmm. But keep hope alive, right? <laughs> it's interesting that you bring that up because so many folks say they want to do something that they are going to do within a couple of years. And especially when you put those couple of years in front of it, it's like, okay, I have time to plan it out and think through how, you know, but is it really something that you're going to do? Right. And um, it's funny because we went to Barcelona, me and my wife, that was our first trip together. Okay. We, so we were dating essentially at that time. And we were just like, Hey, like there's cheap flights from Atlanta we had to take two layovers. It was like Atlanta to New Jersey to, to where else did we go? We stopped somewhere, I think, in Europe, and then he gets to Barcelona. We'll never do that again because we missed our return flight. But, uh, uh, but we loved Barcelona. We yeah. loved it. You know, we were just like, 
you know, we were just young, just hanging out and, and eating and staying out late on the robot unblessed. And like the European life didn't really seem like a possibility to us, especially because exactly we went for a week and then you got to go back to work. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's how we felt. So the so young fellow with Barcelona. Um, and what came after that? Did you go back to, uh, back to California and then start talking about it? No, we went, we, well, we were living in Denver, so Denver, we, yeah. we, uh, went back home and, you know, got back into the routine of doing things again. But I think Barcelona was still always on our mind to do. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, I don't know if you want to add what was corresponding in that time before pandemic. Well, I was working my butt off. That's what was happening. And it's, it's interesting because you get back into the hustle and grind and most people are overworked and yeah. you work too many hours in the United States. Yeah. And so how much effort and energy do you really have to put towards looking at it? Right. But then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And Rick got furloughed. Yeah. And I was still working 70 hours a week, but he was furloughed and down there in his man cave. In my man cave with my 65-inch screen, looking, looking at all the different things. Was there. Hmm. How much does it cost to live in Portugal? There's a, there's a country right next door yeah. to Spain. Yeah. It's got to be nice. It's got to be the same, you know, weather. And, and yeah. But like she had brought up the other day, did we really learn a lot in, in uh, geography and history about Portugal? <laughs> so it was like... No, not at all. Okay, there's a place called Portugal. So yeah. I started looking at it. And I typed in, black people in Portugal. This is how ignorant I was to the fact of not knowing that there were black people in Portugal. Mm-hmm. So I typed that in. And one of the first families that popped up was Amon and Christina. Yeah. It's journey. And yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. So, and this is interesting. And, and, you know, they had, they were talking about fire movement and stuff like that. So I, of course, ran upstairs there and said, you got to check this young couple out. They're fantastic. They're black and they live in Portugal. Wait, wow. So why did you guys write off Spain? Because you said you were like looking into, okay, how much does it cost to live in Portugal after leaving Barcelona? Do you know why Spain was I think, I think Spain was. A little costlier. And it was yeah. still on the list at and the time. And it was time. on the list. Yeah. But at the time, Portugal was less expensive. True. Um, but, like, he came in with Portugal. I was like, I'm learning Spanish. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, I'm, like, a year and a half in of private right. lessons. And I, at that time, with work, this was part of my therapy, like, mm-hmm. to get sane again. So yeah. I was taking four cla- four private lessons per week Yeah, Spanish. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. It's it, a it, lot of work. Yeah, it is. Language. It is. But when you pay someone, if you do, don't do your homework, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. whatever. Shoot yourself you pay. Yeah. But I, I was not into that. I was not into that. So at, when we found Christina and Amon of Our Rich Journey, it was still – both countries were still on the list, very much so. Okay. Okay. Very much so. And so, and, and they were talking about FIRE, and I wasn't interested. So, FIRE stands for Financial Independence, Retire Early, yeah. for those who don't know. And I just wanted to see the videos on Portugal. And I, would, I was ignoring all of the financial <laughs> stuff. Meanwhile, we still did not know how we were going to make this work financially. Yeah. yeah. And I'm ignoring the financial education. Yes. Because, you know, I got this. I'll figure it out. I'll win it. 
because um, a lot of our followers are wondering, you know, how do you guys like Spain? What's the difference between Spain and Portugal? Are you going to learn Portuguese? Like, it's there's a lot there. So yeah, definitely. that's interesting. So port, so Spain is still kind of on the list, but you had somebody to refer to that was out in Portugal. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. And so, what did you all? What was the what was the next step in that process? So I think. Um, Christina and Juan actually did a really good job because they were also considering Spain. They had lived in Spain before. Mm-hmm. And um, they did a video, Why Portugal Over Spain? And it was very pragmatic. Yeah. And they talked about the tax scheme and they talked about the visa process and the pathway to citizenship. So, yeah. and at the time, again, uh, Madrid and Barcelona were more expensive. Rents, I, I still think it's more expensive to live in either one of those cities than yeah. to live in Lisbon. Um, having been there recently, mm-hmm. I can say that without a doubt. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the rents may be a little bit less expensive, but I don't think that they are a, um, uh, low enough to make up for the high cost of everything else. Yeah. So Uber in Madrid for us was, was way more expensive. Yeah. Like I was able to get from here for 11 euros. And uh, like I said, I'm staying by the airport, and uh, we haven't paid more than 20 euros to go anywhere. From we the usually pay under six. Yeah, and and a but lot of times it's around three euro. Yeah, right. So, um, so I got my little feelings hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so when you look at the pathway to citizenship, it's 10 years for Spain, five years for Portugal. Wow. And then at the time. The tax scheme in Portugal, you got 10 years at 0% taxes if you were on a pension or Social Security. Mm, and they recently changed that, right? It's 10% now. It's 10, okay. So I think that's in parity with Spain. But still, that pathway to citizenship is yeah. huge. Yeah, huge. Five, ten, five years? Five years. Yeah. And you have to pass the A2 level test, but they have a government-sponsored program that will allow you to take the class mm-hmm. and not have to worry about uh, passing a test. If you pass the class, then you don't have to take the test. Okay. So they, they really are encouraging folks. So on paper, things looked great for, for exactly. Portugal. Yeah, exactly. Okay. How did you all feel? Did you guys do a scouting trip or was, was that the next thing was like, Hey, let's go see how it feels to be out there. Yeah. Um, so, he was still, we were both still working yeah. and I surprised him for Christmas. Uh, Christina Naman released a new program called 365 Days to Fire. At this point, we had already eliminated all of our debt and we were saving 65% of our income. And so um, when they released that course, and it wasn't inexpensive, but it was one year mm-hmm. and you got... Um, group coaching calls once a month. Yeah. So and then there was a meetup in Portugal in June. Uh, so that was our date goal date. Right? Perfect. And so I I did the course really just to have access to their wisdom yeah. twelve times in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you could submit your plan, which we never did. Uh, because at that point we pretty much had it figured out, but you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So I surprised him with it. Yeah. Yeah. We did the course and you know, it was, it was fantastic. You, we had, uh, set up accountability groups. Yeah. 
you know, with other members that were taking the course and stuff throughout the world. I mean, yeah, people from all over the world. That's what I was going to ask y'all is how did y'all clear the debt? How, that's what everyone wants to know. And, and I'm sure, you know, the course will explain in detail. Of course, your course will explain in detail as well. And um, the FIRE method has been around for, for a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. People use it all around the world. Um, but I think people have the notion of, like, in order for me to clear this debt, I'm going to have to live this in a rock lifestyle. Yeah, I can't do have anything. Just, yeah. Exactly. And they, they just scare themselves out of even looking at the debt. That, that's, like, the first part is, like, yeah. hey, how much debt do you even have? I have to live a boring, exactly. mundane life. And it's like, Cut out no, my favorite don't. things, my little joys. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's good to hear that that's not the case. Yeah, so our course is called Beyond the Blank Money mm-hmm. Mindset Makeover for Financial Independence because the first step is, is you have to change your mind about change things. change your mind. So we literally wrote a letter to the Joneses breaking up with them. And say, we are no longer in competition with you, Joneses. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. no longer try to keep up with you, Joneses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those twin Teslas that we thought we, would, we had to have. <laughs> Not the twin Teslas. Oh, yeah, we're going to get some twin Teslas. <laughs> See, for real, though. Because yeah. we deserve to. I mean, we work hard. Right? <clears throat> and, um, and so and our parents, you know, it was all about the credit score and yeah. paying your bills on time. Yeah. With no thought about investing in future you, mm-hmm. right? And we, I, I can't say that we had no savings. We had a 401k, just one from my job. And, um, and we had some savings. We had like, I don't know, $10,000 cash, right? Yeah. So it's, we weren't starting from zero, but we had so much debt that our net worth was still negative. Right. Um, so we just, you know, there's two methods. There's an av- avalanche and the water and the snowball methods, mm-hmm. right? In whichever one floats your boat. I like immediate gratification. Yeah. So I go after the smallest debt first and we just started tackling it. I had a spreadsheet and I'm like, you know, I had it all mapped out, you know, and then once that's paid off, we're going to take the money from there. We're going to roll it over to there and we're just going to keep paying off this debt. The, the first stimulus check that 45 sent out yeah we used to pay the last of our debt that is amazing so within a couple how long how long did that take um do you think about two and a half years three years yeah because those years go by quick anyway they go by quick anyway and um i i I grew up in canada so i'm canadian um my parents are canadian and west indian uh, but it wasn't until we got to America that I really saw that the American way is living off of debt. Yep. Right. You go exactly. To, you go to college, you know, and the, the people, they come on the college campus and offer you your first credit card or even sometimes before that. I know kids in high school who had credit cards. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's just it's normal. You know, it's become so normalized. So and, and, you know, they credit card. The thing with credit cards is they want you to pay the minimum payment. Yeah, and until yeah. Obama passed the law saying that they had to put that disclaimer on there, if you just paid a minimum payment, guess what? You're going to end up spending more money, owing more money. Yeah. So a lot of people, that's where they run into the problem is they don't pay themselves first. Mm-hmm. They pay everything but themselves first, and then you know when it comes down to the last last of the, of the money, then they try to well maybe I can yeah. do this, but I saw them Jordans that I wanted to get or, you know, kids wanted this or the kids wanted that. Yeah. So that's, that was one of the biggest things that she 
really, really brought to the attention is we have to pay ourselves first. You have to. Because what we find out is people are really scared to see what they're spending. Yeah. You know, because then you, that's reality. Exactly. It it is you like, have to either address it or continue to live in, in the delusion. You have to. And, yeah. And that's what we, we tell people when we have calls and stuff. And it's like, have you looked at your finances? Mm-hmm. Well, no, not really. You know, I just do this and I get this and my bills are paid yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but you're not looking at the, you're not getting an accurate picture exactly. of what's going on. And when exactly. you have a paycheck coming in, it's like, oh, yeah, you figure it's it out later. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and it, you and the assumption is is that you're always going to want to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We um, we we've put together, we've partnered with uh, Blacksit Global. That's a podcast yeah. and YouTube channel. Yeah. We're we're doing a summit, a move to Portugal summit in november it's november 3rd 4th and 5th 2023 in case you're watching this from the future um you can still catch the replays and pay for the replays but we have a speaker there um, named libria jones and she is the remote worker guru Mm -hmm. 100 percent remote no like coming into the office no 100 or you have to be in the united states yeah right 100% 100% remote. And so for those folks who still are going to need to work, you know, there is an avenue and there is a visa for, for those folks um, because our expenses are cut in half living in Lisbon yeah. than, uh, versus Denver. That is amazing. Um, I mean, just we don't have to have a car. Mm-hmm. So right there, like if you still have a car payment, we only had one car payment, but plus insurance. Mm-hmm. That's going to be at least a minimum of five hundred dollars yeah. a month. Gas, remember, right? Remember and gas, gas was three, four dollars. Upkeep. Anytime something went wrong, yeah. you go to. I mean, I used to swear up and down my uh, my mechanic, and he was an excellent mechanic. But every time it seemed like I took my car to get it fixed, it cost me four hundred dollars. Yeah. I used to ask about you were going on vacation. <laughs> you need that extra money. Yeah, new tires. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sponsoring your vacation. Yeah, seriously. So it's you know, and then it 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 costs to go to work. Yes. You know, so a friend of ours brought that up to us last year, you know, you got your dry cleaning, you know, if you're a female, you've got makeup, hair, nails, yeah, yeah. all of that yeah. stuff. And I, had to wear, I had to wear suits every day. So I tell people all the time, like you spend, I spend more money working. I believe it. I'm buying lunch every day when yeah. I'm working because yes. I don't have the time, you know, especially with kids. I'm not cooking dinner. I'm tired when I get off. Like I spend more money working and then with childcare, I'm spending more money to work just to pay someone to just watch. Just pay somebody to watch. Yeah, kids. Kids. and I'm like, oh my god, it's but. it's crazy. It and is. you know, another family was telling us, you know, so that they were using like HelloFresh and those kinds of <laughs> services Food that services. deliver. So yeah. you, you cook, but everything's already you know halfway yeah, yeah. prepped for you. So all yeah. you got to do is actually cook the food, right? Yeah. And she said we between you know sit not sitters but daycare. And transportation and and all of those services to make your life doable in the states, you know, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. If you are working remotely or um, have a sane work schedule, which they don't believe in in the United States, they don't. So once we paid off the debt, um, 
that's when we were able to start saving 65% of our income. And it's, you know, it becomes really easy when you have a goal. Mm -hmm. Like I remember we were in LA and we were in Nordstrom's, Nordstrom's. Coming down that elevator and shoes are right there. Mm-hmm. All right, females, we know how we feel about yeah. Nordstrom and their shoes. Yeah. <laughs> no temptation whatsoever. We're moving to Europe, y'all. Yeah. We're moving to Europe. We'll see it. We, right? So, you know, we say, you know, every every dollar that you earn should have a job. Every dollar that you yeah. earn should have a job. That. And that job was not to buy me a, yet another pair of shoes when I had to give away 65% of my shoes when we moved anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And in these cobblestones, I'm not trying to wear, you know, Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw someone walking very slow down these cobblestone hills. Right? Uh, okay. Right? <laughs> it, it's no joke. And I'm not yeah. trying to, to get injured now that we're here. Yeah. So yeah, we at the end of the day, we're saving sixty five percent of our income, and so you know we tell people you you got to have a healthy emergency fund because stuff happens, mm-hmm. and um, you know so we saved up two years, yeah, two years uh, of living expenses. Wow, yeah. and um, when you when you say that you. Um after that, you guys made the plan to move out to Portugal after that two years. Did you have a, a goal in mind, like a number that you wanted to get to before making the leap? Or was it just like, hey, we just want to feel financially uh, free? Uh, we did have a fire goal. Okay. And, um, and it was based upon – the first fire goal was based upon not having Social Security. Okay. 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 So, so imagine if it just, that just didn't happen for you. Exactly. Guys. Okay. Um, which I don't know why, if you're already at Social Security age, you would do that. And that's a thing. So most fire folks are too young to even be close yeah. to, yeah. right? And so, and that was another reason why we developed our course, because if you're over 50, the chances of you not getting Social Security are slim. Yeah. If you're 40, I don't know what's happened 20 years from now. <laughs> But if you're 55 yeah. and you can start collecting at 60, it's going to be there seven years. It's going to be there, yeah. Right? And so um, so you have you calculate it a little bit differently, and you might as well put that in. It's, it's just about, it's about cash flow. How much money do you need to live off per month to be happy? Mm-hmm. And, and the notion that, okay, so all I have to do is pick a number and then just do it, just live within that, live within that yeah. number. Yeah. What a concept. What a concept. But I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's what Grandma Marilyn was talking about. <laughs> right? Because we don't budget. Like, no one really te- – I think you get away with not budgeting for so long right. that you forget even that you have to or that you should be. You know, exactly. that's, that's what it was for me. Exactly. And, and, then, and then some of it – some of it truly is mindset and and – putting that energy out there. Yeah. So, um, so we are on what I would just consider coast five, where by we don't necessarily have to put any more money into our investment accounts. We still do. <laughs> so even on this limited income, we still manage to put about $300 a month into our investment portfolios. And, um, and so those are continuing to grow 
And interestingly enough, that two-year emergency fund, even though we went over budget on our scouting trip and everything else, it's like when you step out on faith and you tell the universe, look, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You get it back. Money just loves us. (laughs) It It just comes. It just comes. And so, you know, it, 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 you know, it, it go down and then something would happen and boom, here's some checks. Checks are just flowing in. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and it just keeps happening that way. So some of it, you know, you've got to plan. There's some that you can't plan for, but you really can't operate in fear. You can't. Right. You know, fear will contract your world, as a friend of ours said. So um, we stepped out and it's like the universe said, all right, you ready to do this? You yeah. really ready to do this thing? Yeah. So, yeah. and it just, you know, things yeah. just fall in place. What I found is like, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, as far as living in Portugal, so you guys are, are, did you guys work on residency since you've been here? So we have residency. Okay. Portugal, Portugal grants you two years residency. Okay. And then you have to reapply. Which is, you do it online. Yeah, it's yeah. not really it's not applying. Huge part. It's okay. more like renewing. Yeah, renewing. So, unless you've done something stupid, it's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, to get yourself yeah. checked out of the country. Or yeah, or you're gone too much. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not here on a tourist visa. We came, We did our scouting trip on a tourist visa. That was June 2022. I mean, we, look, when it was time to go, it was time to go. Mm-hmm. So we made the decision. We weren't going to move till 2025 when we reached full five. Yeah. Um, but I was tired. I just couldn't. And he was like, I want to leave before the next election. I want election. to be out before 2024 election. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to watch it from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> so the holidays of December 2021, mm-hmm. we made the decision. Um, January 4th, I gave notice. Yeah. 2022. February 1st, 2022, he gave notice. So by, we launched YouTube channel March 20th, 2022. By April, Mm -hmm. we were done working. We were out. We were traveling by May. Yeah. I went to LA, took my dad, got him situated. June 4th, we landed in Lisbon. Wow. And um, I think we made the decision within a week. Oh, yeah. Right? Because we were like, could we live here? Um, Yeah. So, and we were staying on the other side of the river. So we were staying in uh, Lisbon suburbs, so okay. to speak. And we're taking the ferry over to the city center and, you know, getting lost and just doing what we do, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, the, I think the biggest thing, the biggest difference, why Spain over Portugal from a less pragmatic point of view, but you've got to really be in touch with what you really want. Mm-hmm. And because I thought I was a beach girl, like yeah. I thought the Caribbean retiring to the Caribbean would be a thing yeah. or to mm-hmm. the beach towns of Mexico, but I'm not, I'm a city girl. And I realized that traveling helps you realize who you are. Yes. Free time helps you realize who you really are. Right. And, um, and so I think one of the biggest things for us is we blend in here. Yes. Yes. And that's, we got here, what, on Friday? And I'm like, where did all these melanated people come from? Like, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, people can't tell. Are we American? Are we yeah. African? Are we They start talking Portuguese? to you in Portuguese. And um, being in Madrid, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't like that. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to be viewed 
as an immigrant, yeah. just sight unseen, like not sight unseen, but lips untouched. Because <laughs> once I open my mouth, there's the right, book by its cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, there's no doubt. But you know, when when you always look like a tourist, yeah, you're a walking wallet. Yeah. And I didn't. I wanted to blend in. I wanted to be thought of as and and integrate into the community. Mm-hmm. And so in our neighborhood, just like this morning, we went to throw away the trash. You know, the fruitaria guy. You know, botard, bondia. Yeah. I can't remember what time it was. Whatever. Yeah. You know, he knows us. The cafe guy waving at us. He knows us. The grocery store people. Where you been? Mm. You know, they noticed we yeah, had been gone been there, yeah. to Spain. Yeah. Right for for a few weeks, and so. That's lovely. At so this point, this this is home. This is home. Yeah, this is home for you all. Um, yeah. What did the, the moving process look like? Or did, did you guys find, I mean, there's a huge community of resources here in Lisbon, which is one thing I really love. Like the Black in Lisbon or Black in Portugal group is huge. Yes. Um, did you guys find, like, just work with a realtor, find a combination, find um, neighborhoods first? Like, what was the first step when you said, okay, we're moving abroad? Did you find that ahead of time? Or did you just get on the ground and start looking for your neighborhood and your accommodation? So when we came on our scouting trip, uh, so to speak, we stayed, like she said, across the river yeah. in Almada. And we stayed at Airbnb. Yeah. Well, the people that had the Airbnb liked us so much because we were here for a month. Yeah. And they liked us so much that the mother is like, oh, you could, we got to rent it to you guys long term. She wanted to rent it to us long term. Uh-huh. We're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we got, you know, that one taken care of so yeah. we can get other things together. Well, yeah. we went to Mexico because we had to go. We also have residency, permanent residency in Mexico. Okay. So we had to go finish the process in Mexico so we yeah, get yeah. our green cards. So went to Mexico and I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, because we, we were we went to a meetup for Exodus Summit. Exodus Summit is a, a platform for Black women yeah. who want to travel abroad or take a sabbatical, and so uh, we're we're there for the meetup, the first meetup in Cancun. And our immigration person tells us uh, uh, we used Gail from Relocate to Portugal. She's great. She's great. And she's like, okay, got a, your appointment August fourth. And we're like, oh, okay. So now I got to change my Airbnb because she was talking about like August 7th. And so I I said, we're going to have to leave a couple of days early. So she sends us the list of everything that we need. I'm thinking that I've brought everything with me. Hmm. Rick looks at the list and he's like, we got to get an FBI background check again. I'm like, Oh, uh, yeah, it only lasts for 90 days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Because we had panicked. It didn't look like we didn't know what we were doing in January. It didn't look like they had any more appointments for all of 2022. Little did we know they released appointments. The San Francisco office, anyway, at the time, released appointments every month. So panicked, said Mexico's plan B. February, we applied for our permanent resident for temporary residency in Mexico. We got permanent. You have six months to complete that process, four months to complete the Portuguese process. So, um, so we're in Mexico 
And it's like, how are we going to get this stuff done? Now, right. I've been taking Spanish at this point for two, two and a half years. But you know, when the metal, <laughs> when, the, when the rubber hits the road and you're trying to do stuff like find where to get passport pictures and stuff like that, I'm just going to tell folks, join the black Facebook groups. Yes. So there was a, a Blacks and PV, I think it's called, yeah. Facebook group. We had joined that. We were in Puerto Vallarta. And they really did come through and help tell us where to get stuff. But in the meantime, like, where do you get copies done? And the FedEx Center, uh, World Center was more like a closet. And they couldn't print. I mean, it's just a whole different thing. So we ended up in the hood in Mexico. I shouldn't say that. We ended up in a very working class neighborhood in Mexico to get things printed uh, from flash drive and all of that. And my Spanish... Hey, yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, we got it done. We were doing our own fingerprints oh, on the yeah, car. We had to do our own fingerprints. Yeah, he was really good. I called the, the guy at FBI. I'm like, you know, we're in Mexico. How do we get this done? He's like, oh, no problem. Yeah. FBI was very, very helpful. They were very helpful. Yeah, that's which, what's up. So, yeah, which was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, we had to get something notarized. We had to get our passports notarized because we didn't want to leave them. So now we're scrambling around for that. Bottom line is, um, is you know, everything is figure outable. It is. You're, it's amazing how much you can figure out at last minute when you're, when I guess the adrenaline is going. And you get it done. Yeah. You get Meanwhile, done. it is mandated, especially the San Francisco office at the time. Now it's all of them that you have a one year lease. Prior to applying for Portuguese residency. Good to know. Okay. So that's no joke. Yeah. And so we've got the Airbnb. Great. We're not going to have to pay before we get there because it's an Airbnb. So, you know, we told her, we guaranteed her we'll be there through her slow period. Okay. Well, there are certain things that the contract has to have in it. And she didn't have none of that stuff in it. And she, she, she was like, Namaste, Halisi. Yeah. I'm like, Namaste, my behind. Like, look, yeah. our appointment at this point, it was like Tuesday. Our appointment was the following Friday, mm-hmm. and we still don't have a contract. So, thankfully, and shout out to Heather of Black in Portugal, we had met folks through Black in Portugal. Yeah. And through uh, friends that say, oh, I've got other friends who are living, you know, moving to Portugal. So we met uh, this couple. She's from Britain. He's from Brazil. And he had just gotten laid off. And he's like, let me help you. I've got time. Yeah. I said, okay, we're going to pay you. So um, he, and he speaks Portuguese. Yep. So he's online, idealista. And he's like, okay, we have a week to get this done. I'm just going to look at the apartments look, um, that are listed by... Um, the owners so we can mm-hmm. cut out the middleman yeah, because yeah. it works totally different here right there is no MLS or no corporate apartment buildings that's just not really a thing here I think yeah. I've met one person who lives in a corporate apartment building yeah. but um, so they're all all the, all of them are like condominiums what we would call condominiums yeah. right and um, so that was Wednesday Friday we had a contract oh my god so his name is Rossini Start, he started a business helping people find apartments. He will yeah. also be talking at the Move to Portugal Summit. Um, and so we pay 13 25 euro for a three-bedroom apartment. Three-bedroom? Oh, uh, 10-minute yeah. walk from the city okay. center. Yeah. And we have a lovely landlord. His family owns the apartment, and he 
he and his family live in the apartment across the way. So they're always right there, they're right there. while they're on vacation now, I think. But, um, but yeah, I, I think he had been renting to students. Mm. And so that's another thing. We're very conscious on not overpaying. Yeah. Because we don't want to make it more difficult yeah, for, for folks on Portuguese yeah, salaries. Locals, yeah, Portuguese. So he sent us the, a template, and it was really the contract that he had for the students. Gotcha. So, which was 2019. We moved in 2022. We were only paying a couple of hundred euro more. Okay. Yeah. So I think he saw, you know, saw a little silver, and he's like, grown folk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He sent us a contract before yeah. he had somebody else looking at the apartment that evening. Wow. And we already had the contract yeah. or a sample. Yeah. And he's like, just put in the changes that you want and I will put it in there. Yeah. Saturday, he was up really late putting it in. We got it and sent it to our immigration attorney. And they read it and said, oh, this is missing. This is missing. Added that. Monday, he took it down to the financier office, registered the contract. That evening, we got an email from the authorities, the basically kind of IRS of Portugal saying, you know, we received, you got your tax ID is now associated with this contract and we recognize that you've paid X, Y, Z. Yeah, because the Airbnb apartment, it was a great apartment, but they they didn't have it registered with Financia and they have to have it registered with Financia. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, I think, you know, they didn't have proof in any event, whether yeah. they had it registered or not, they didn't have proof. So yeah. that was, that's another thing it's got to be registered and, yeah. and the uh, embassy checks to make sure that everything is it's correct. Oh, well, and good if you want to be here on a tourist visa for 90 days, stay right. there. You can stay whatever. Yeah, but, but if you want residency, that's, yeah, that's what you have to have. And they want to make sure that you're committed. You know, that's yeah. a lot of, you know, the embassies don't exist for people who want to move there. They exist for their people mm-hmm. who need their help yeah. in that country, right? Whatever country they're at. So the manpower and the finances that it takes for them to administrate this, they want to just make sure that you really want to move to Portugal. So yeah. I don't advise anyone to apply for residency who hasn't visited. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, not only because you probably will get denied. So even if you've got the finances to say, you know what, I don't like this place, I'm going to leave, you know, it's not about that. It's about yeah. you will probably get denied because how do you know you're going to like it? Exactly. And I, and I noticed that um, what I'm seeing, too, is the Portuguese people of Lisbon don't want their city just turning into another foreigners owning every building, you know, and every block. And it's just being redeveloped and there's no room. Mm-hmm. They lose their culture, essentially. Um, exactly. So, yeah, so I, you know, for, for us and for our followers, we definitely want to make sure people want to integrate into these societies that you're planning to move to. So, yeah, at the very least, a scouting trip yeah, I yeah. Think is needed. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And, and uh, we find that the Portuguese folks are so gracious, yeah. so sweet, so caring. Yeah. You know, they, they go out of their way to help you. And um, we've just felt welcome. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and here it's figure outable. Yeah. You know, and we're in the city center. Yeah. Um, and this was a year ago. And, yeah. and don't you know, we asked for a three-year renewal. Because <laughs> <laughs> that price? That price. Is, oh, yeah. However, you know, some friends of ours moved in 2023. Yeah. And they're just a little bit outside of the city center and they're off the train, but they, they're they closer to the beach. Yeah. Um, down in Oresh. And they have three-bedroom, two-bath 
and they're paying 15. Yeah. Okay. So, so it, it definitely is within budget, but it, folks, you know, you definitely need to plan for fluctuations in the currency rate if you're making yeah. U.S. dollars. Yeah. So we, you know, transfer chunks at a time so that we don't feel the everyday fluctuations or the month to month right. fluctuations. Was, okay. So that's the next question I want to ask is um, getting set up over here, banking, phone plans, um, just, just general documents and stuff like that. Uh, did you all take care of all that stuff? Like, I know a lot of times people spend so much in their transaction fees because they haven't switched their bank over, um, their phone plans, right? So how is that process of just getting set up over here? Did it take a little while or you guys figured it out? No. You have to have Nanif set up before when you apply and stuff, too, okay. before you go to your BFS. Uh and that's like your identification number. It's a, it's a tax yeah, it's a tax okay. But okay. it's different than a social security. Like you can't steal somebody's identification with it. Yeah, because when yeah. we first saw people giving, yeah, you know, it's like. You just get, get it out everywhere. Yeah, I think I saw it He's asking for my knee number. You know, you, yeah. you want to yeah. whisper it. Right. Like, yeah. And it's like, no. Okay. It's not social security. Okay. But you have to have a bank account and a knee before you even apply. Yeah. We, uh, we opened the bank account ourselves, but, and we had the NIF, we got the NIF way back in like February, March, mm -hmm. and we didn't open the bank account until June when we came on our scouting trip. Okay. But we had our uh, immigration person on speed dial in case we needed a translator. Yeah. So she was standing by in case we needed a translator, um, but we didn't. Interestingly, he's Ricardo. It was uh, Ricardo who spoke English <laughs> at the bank. Yeah. So uh, most of the time you will find someone there who, will, who can speak English. Yeah. The younger people speak English for the yeah. most part. Um, but yeah, so, and you've got to have that bank account uh, in advance. And it was, you know, they, they asked us for a lot of paperwork, but, you know, proof of address and stuff like yeah. that. And we hadn't opened up a bank account in the United States in so long. We forgot they asked for the same stuff. They States. do. Yeah, they do. You need your marriage license if you want both of you on it and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's all doable. It's all doable. Okay. And then the, we, we use Google Fi. So when we came on our scouting trip, we were on Google Fi, but then we got a local SIM. Okay. And you can get those pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Uh, how, are you, how are you liking Google Fi? Um, it's okay. Okay. It, it, you know, it works on the ground. We still get yeah. local sense because we don't want to get turned off. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're gone too long, they yeah, won't turn you off. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Yeah. So I we try to just use it on Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, but yeah, then we got a local phone plan, and we missed the we missed the. Uh, they have Black Friday here. We missed Black Friday special. Mm. We're going to try to catch yeah, it. Okay. Right. But we pay like 45, 50 euro for okay. both phones. Okay. So all in all, it sounds like you all are have gotten well adjusted to Portugal, life in Lisbon. Um, the great thing is there is a huge black community here of Americans. Uh, English-speaking black folks, yeah. English-speaking black folks. Right? Yeah, not everyone's American. but um, uh, And then if you integrated too, it sounds like your neighbors... You know, yeah. like you guys, respect you guys. Everyone's very friendly. Yes. And I've noticed the same thing, too. People worry about um, racism in Europe and history, right? And it's just like, honestly, I haven't had any issues in Spain and here yeah. at all. And at we all. try to tell people, too, you know, it's like, because, uh, you know, sometimes you see the chatter on Facebook. Yeah. 
and all that. And oh, everybody thinks it's just, you know, it's a it's a dream to live in Portugal and they don't never say anything bad about it. And it's like racism is everywhere. It is. It, it is. truly is. Anti-blackness yeah. is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Anti-black American mm -hmm. is even on the continent. Yeah. Okay, so don't get it twisted. Like yeah. You know, they love our culture. They want to do hip hop everywhere on the planet. Yeah. But anti-blackness is everywhere. Yeah. However, is it lethal? Exactly. That's that's my biggest takeaway. Is it lethal? Is it going to kill you? Yeah. So, you know, um, my uh, here's another thing. Because there are so many black folks in Portugal, all the hair care products, the barbers and all yeah. that. You want to get your hair twisted. You want to get your hair braided. All that stuff is here. Yeah. Easily found. Very affordable. Um our our um, housekeeper charges us eight euro per hour. So it's like what eight thirty eight dollars thirty cents. Yeah. Um, I always pay her a little more yeah. because I can and I want to show her I appreciate it and because you know she's taking care of kids, right? right? But our barber or my barber, I should say, um, he's Brazilian, black Brazilian. Yeah. And um, so I'm at, I'm talking to him about racism because he's young. He's yeah. probably, I don't know, he's under 30. Okay. And, um, you know, a typical 24-year-old looking young man, a couple tats here and there, and the swag, you know. So I asked him, you know, do you get harassed by the police? He said, yeah, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And and then I asked, does it ever turn violent? Or do you know of anyone where it's turned violent? He's like, Violent? No. <laughs> no. He looked at me like I was three heads. Well, what are you talking about? He said, yeah. but in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, he's been here long enough that he was like, mm, no. Oh, it's just, yeah. it, it's just, you know, no, 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 no. What are you, you know, what you doing? You yeah, know? yeah. And I think a lot of it can be condensed into, you know, there's xenophobia. There's also uh, class privilege as well. Yes. You figure out, oh, you have money. You are obviously treated a little bit differently, but um, but yeah, yeah, my biggest thing is racism here does not seem lethal. I don't have to worry about my kids, right? You know, as they get older, and um, and if anything, you know, maybe I have experienced racism. I just didn't understand it. In Portuguese. It's all Greek to me. That's what we say. I don't know what you say anyway. <laughs> it's all Greek to me. Exactly. I, 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 and, and so, I mean, we're learning sometimes. Portuguese. You know, we've yeah. been taking lessons since January. We, yeah. do, we don't believe that they should speak English. We're not no, one of those, right? We're, yeah. not, we're not coming over here trying to colonize. But, um, but yeah, we don't, like, if it's out of context, I'm not going to understand what they're saying. Sure. And, um, and we have been told by our Brazilian friends who speak English that, you know, they'll get a little tooed some, from some people, but as soon as they hear them speaking English to their friends, it, the, the whole attitude changes. That's classism. Yeah, absolutely. As some folks call our YouTube channel a podcast because we interview people. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be honest, we go live, we go live every Sunday uh, at 3.30 Eastern time and every other Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And the Thursdays are what we call short lives. In other words, we just answer one question. We don't take, we don't really take questions from the audience, but yeah. on Sundays we take questions and we, it's more interactive. We go live because we don't want to edit. Yeah. It is such a pain. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it was the way that we could start our YouTube channel and do the move and stay consistent. Yeah. And because of that, we've grown pretty fast. Yeah. 
And we just have to give a shout out to all of the YouTubers who have come on to, you know, collaborate with us and which helps us grow, hopefully helps them grow and, you know, and shown us love over the past year and a half. Um, Because we went from zero to almost 33,000 in a year and a half. And so we're really, we really feel good about that and we're humbled by it as as well. Um, So we started a course called Beyond the Blame. Money Mindset Makeover for Financial Independence to talk about how to do this thing um, if you don't have FIRE yet and don't know what FIRE is, don't know how to become financially independent. So it's it's six modules with pre-work and it starts off with just changing your mindset and understanding your relationship with money based upon how you were raised. And we know yeah. it, it is, it is, African-American centric. Yeah. So, cause we know the isms that our families have grown up with. Right. Yeah. And so we address that. We talk about it. We work through it. It comes with monthly group coaching. So um, we talk about how to get out of debt. We talk about how to assess your spending, how to calculate your FI, how to figure out if moving abroad is part of your FI plan, how yeah. to integrate that. We talk about how to start a side hustle that feature uh, that fits your lifestyle, right. um, stock investing, and real estate investing. That's amazing! A well needed course. I need yeah. that course because, um, <laughs> yeah. like you said, it touches on the foundation of your mindset, and mm-hmm. I don't think anything will change until our mindsets change. Exactly. And it's not just centered around living abroad. This isn't everyone's journey, but exactly. getting financially free should be everybody's yeah, journey. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And build generational wealth if, yeah. if, if yeah. you have you know, mm-hmm. folks that you plan to set up to have a better yeah. life and not start from zero. Because yeah. our, our folks always start from zero. Yeah. We yeah. always start from and zero. You guys have, have achieved financial independence and still look like you got the blame. You know what I mean? <laughs> you still look like you just want to get your hair cut, your, you know, stylish clothes on. I see the, the shoes as well. So you don't have to look... Like, you know, you don't ever shop for yourself no, just it, because you're financially independent. You really, or that, or you have frugality. Yeah. Right. And it's about being mindful about your spending and really only buying things that will truly, truly bring you joy mm-hmm. and not just buying things because you, you think that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Right. And so I figured out, yeah, I like bling, but. I also like not having so much stuff in our house that it's hard to keep it neat. And then I can't figure out what to wear because, yeah. you know, and you, oh, I forgot. I have dresses that still have the tags on them. Yeah. Two years ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Not so, just my wife. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go to a subscription yeah. model in 2024. The people who already have Beyond the Bling will be mm-hmm. grandfathered in because we're adding content, because we are creating um, a stock study group. Yeah. We bring in guest speakers um, every now and then to talk to us, you know, on that group coaching once a mm-hmm. month. So we're going to a subscription model. So if if you're watching before 2024, you might want to get in on that perfect that low price. Perfect, perfect. Yes. Well, Rick and Alicia, I really appreciate the both of you taking time out today to sit down with us. I think we got a lot covered. Um, we're gonna put this out. Let me stop recording, but we're gonna put this out. Um, 
October 20 is our launch date. Okay, lovely. So 